Glory to God. I want to thank God for your life, and I know that God is going to bring an amazing revelation that will change something in this atmosphere. I want you to look at your neighbor. Say, today, said the mystery of the flying scroll will be decoded today. In Jesus' name. All right. Father, Lord, we just bless you. We thank you for what you're going to do today. We thank you because your word will come forth with accuracy and precision. Your word will come forth with fire. Your word will come forth with vibrancy. Your word will come forth with grace. Your word will come forth with fire. Let every heart that hears this word, let him experience you like never before. Let yokes break in this place. Let burdens be lifted. Let there be a highway for the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody say a big amen. amen. Say a bigger amen. amen. Glory to God. Today I'm going to be bringing a word about the mystery of the flying scroll. And the Lord has been speaking to me about what he's going to do in our lives. Real quick, let's just run real quick to the word of God as we open to the book of Matthew chapter 21 and verse number 13. Uh, Matthew 21 and verse number 13. And, you know, I'll just start from 12 and 13. Mat in the book of Math Matthew chapter 21 and verse 12 and 13. Are we there? When you look in your Bible, if you're there. And Jesus went into the temple of God. Somebody say, went into the temple. And cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple. And overturned the tables of the money changers. And the seats of them that sold, sold doves. And he said unto them, it is written. Somebody say, it is written. My house shall be called the house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. Somebody say, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Say, my life shall be called a house of prayer. Bible says, but they have made it a den of thieves. Run real quick to Zechariah chapter number 5. Zechariah chapter number 5. This is very good. Let's go real quick here. I'm going to run through this chapter, chapter 5 and we're going to start from verse 1 to verse 4. All right. Zechariah chapter 5. Zechariah chapter 5. From verse 1. Are we there? Can we read together? Can we read together? Let's do this. One, two, go. Then I turned and lifted up my eyes and looked. And behold, a flying scroll. And he said unto me, What seest thou? And I answered, I see a flying scroll. The length thereof is 20 cubits, and the breadth thereof 10 cubits. 
and say, he said to me, this is the curse that goeth forth over the face of the whole earth, for everyone that stealeth shall be cut off as on this side according to it, and everyone that sweareth shall be cut off as on that side according to it. Verse 4, let's read this together. I will bring it forth, says the Lord of hosts, and it shall enter, it shall enter into the house of the thief. Somebody say the scroll will enter the house of the thief and into the house of him that sweareth falsely by my name and it shall remain in the midst of that house and shall consume it with the timber thereof and the stones thereof. Somebody's like, what are you talking about? Looks like you're speaking uh, Hebrew or you I don't really understand what you're talking about. I want you to, to understand that the Bible uh, is, is, is a book of mysteries. The Bible is uh, coded and it takes a divine revelation to have a proper interpretation and revelation of the word of God. When God is about to bless a man, God doesn't necessarily have to give you a bunch of million dollars in your suitcase. What the Lord does is to give you a revelation. Everybody say revelation. Uh, when God gives you a revelation, he gives you an opening of your inner eyes uh, to see the deep things and the mysteries uh, that is behind what he is about uh, to speak to you in through the Bible. You will see that the Bible, does. you must understand the Bible always talks uh, in codes uh, and in mysteries. Things uh, are coded uh, in the word of God and it takes uh, the revelation of the word of God. The Bible, you can understand it as the written word. Uh, which is called the Logos, and also the spoken word, which is called the Rema. When the word is written, the Bible, it is the letter of the word, and it is the letter of the word that kills. The Bible says the letter of the word kill it, but the spirit gives life. That means when the spirit breathes upon that word and you take that word, it jumps out from the scripture and it hits your spirit. There is a revelation and it becomes not just a logos it becomes a rema am i talking to anybody here that has ever experienced the rema of the word of god do i have people here that something just jumps out from the word of god and somebody else looks at it maybe even you read that same part before and it didn't even make sense but when the rema comes upon that word it is empowered by the spirit of god and it looks like that word jumped out of that scripture and it came right to meet you don't you understand the Bible says that those words that I speak John chapter 6 and verse 63 they are spirit and life that is Jesus talking there it means my word is a spirit that means the word the spirit has its own personality spirits move that's why the Bible says the words that I speak they are spirit and 
day of life. Do I have anyone here that the word of God is about to bring the spirit into your spirit? That's why some people don't understand you because they go with the letter of the word but I'm beyond the letter. I'm supernatural. I have the spirit of the word. The letter kill it but the spirit gives life. The spirit of the word when it comes upon your finances. You see in the Bible where the Bible says that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Some people may be fretting and be afraid about their bills but you can go and take a nap in the, with a pillow in the midst of the running ocean and in the midst of the storm because you know from the realm of the word that my God shall supply all my needs. Do I have anybody here? Do I have anyone here? When the devil comes to attack your body, you know I don't believe the report of the doctors whose report shall I believe? I believe the report of the Lord. He was wounded from my transgression. He was bruised from my iniquity. The chastisement that brought me peace was upon him and by his stripes I am already healed. I'm not about to be healed. I was healed on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago when his blood was shed. When his blood was shed I am healed. My body my organs have to respond to the healing power of God. Somebody say yes! You must understand that the word is coded. And God takes pleasure in hiding great things in the most unlikely places. How would you even understand that the devil threw out the scripture? How many people read through the scripture in the book of Isaiah chapter 53 when it talks about Jesus that he was saying that, that he was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. How many people know the devil reads the Bible but sometimes he doesn't understand the mysteries of the Bible because if he understood, he should have done everything to stop Jesus from being wounded. He should have done everything to stop Jesus from being bruised because he must have read in the Bible that if he was wounded, the people will be healed. But he did not understand it was coded. That's why the Bible says, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Had the devil known, it would not have attacked you the way he attacked you. Had the devil known, it would not have thrown that arrow again. Had the devil known, it would not have attacked your finances. And the devil known, it would not have pushed you to the end of the road. Because the more they push you, the more they push you to your destiny. You may have to go through the cross. You may have to die and be buried. But guess what? You are coming out in resurrection. You are coming out in ascension. You are coming out in power. You are coming out in glory. You are coming out. Yeah, da 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 da
me, Jesus. Sit down. I haven't even started my messages. Everybody said the flying squirrel. Now, what is this mystery? The Bible talks in symbols, in codes, all through the Bible. Everything God does is in symbols. He told the children of Israel, build the Ark of Covenant. When you see the Ark in the Bible, it represents the presence of the Lord. It represents the Ark of Covenant and that's why when the Ark was taken to the house of a man called Obed-Edom, the world didn't understand it. They tried to even steal the Ark. But when they stole the Ark and they put it in the house of, of Dagon, by the time they woke up, they thought it was the source of their power. They did not even understand that it was a symbol coded and even though the ark carried the power to make the children of Israel prosperous, the word of God is a two-edged sword. That means it has one side of favor to his children, but the other side is the side of judgment. It's the side of power. The world don't know it. Don't you think that our God is faithful? It's a two-edged sword. My God is not a Santa Claus. It's a just God. It's a George. It's a righteous one. It's a God that gives victory to his own. So they carried the Ark of Covenant. They thought it was one of their miniature gods that they tell what to do and he does it. They didn't understand. The Ark represented the presence of God all through the scripture. If you see the bread or if you see bread in the scripture, it represents uh, uh, being fruitful or Jesus being the bread of life. And that's why when you eat the communion, it says, this is my body. Eat it because it symbolizes the body of Jesus through the scripture. If you see blood, the blood represents life. The Bible says uh, Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11, the life of the flesh is in the blood if you see a crown in the scriptural or in, in the spiritual sense, it represents enthronement or kingship. I don't know if there is anybody here that is getting ready to be enthroned by God. I'm talking about the symbols of God. If you see a door, that means the Lord is about to open to you opportunities that you never imagined before. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, come up either and a door was opened unto me God says that in the book in the book of Corinthians, he says, I see before me an effectual open door, yet there are adversaries. God said to announce to somebody, I see for you a door that is open in this season. When you see eyes in the spirit, it represents discernment. When you see the forehead in the, in the word of God, it represents your mind. Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 8, it says, my head my head is stronger than their head and my forehead harder than their forehead talking about your enemies God says when two animals are fighting they come with their heads and whoever has the strongest head wins the battle God says I have made your head strong against their head and your forehead strong against your fo their forehead it represents your mind what God is saying 
fighting is not that you should go find your enemies and having a head fight but what God is saying is that your mind will be sharper than your enemies you will outwit them you will outnumber them you will overtake them you will outsmart them your mind is sanctified your mind is the mind of God your mind is the mind of Christ there is no stopping you now you have the mind of Christ when you see gold or in the, in the scripture talks about wealth you see honey in the Bible it talks about the depth of the word of God that's why the Bible says when I wash my steps with butter the rivers poured me out the rivers of honey when I wash my steps with honey the rock poured me out rivers of oil God is about to pour you out honey in this season sweetness is about to come in, in your life when you see image in the scripture it represents a representation of who likeness of who you're supposed to be when you see Jesus Jezebel in the scripture it represents the sorcery and the witchcrafts and the powers of darkness when you see keys in the, in the scripture it means God is about to give you the keys of the, of the kingdom it represents control it represents a power it represents dominion it represents access when you see lamp in the scripture the bible says thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet when you see a man child in the scripture it talks about Jesus that was born to the little girl, virgin girl. When you see night season in the scripture, it represents the season of torment or the season of pain. But that's why the Bible did not start your day with a day, with a morning. It started your day in the night. Haven't you wondered in the book of Genesis when it was creation, the Bible says, and the evening and the morning was the first day. God's day don't start in the morning. God's day starts at night that's why you go through your pain in the night season but in the morning season your light will shine who am I talking to who's about to get ready into their morning season good morning my night is over the weeping may endure for all night joy coming in the morning my joy is coming I'm gonna walk to the altar with my miracle partner I'm gonna walk to the altar with my miracle baby I'm gonna walk to the altar with my million dollar title I'm gonna walk into the altar with my soul saved I'm gonna walk into the altar with my salvation of my loved ones though darkness may come on the end but light will shine I can go on and on and run through it but today I want to talk about a particular symbol, which is the scroll. The scroll is a symbol of a verdict. The scroll is a symbol of what must be a document that has already been authorized, unchanging. It's going to be permanent, especially when it's sealed. Remember the book of Revelation, the Bible says, who's worthy to open these scrolls? 
says no one is worthy to open the scroll. But it says, wait a minute. The Lion of Judah, the Lamb of God, he has prevailed and is worthy to open the scroll. So the scroll represents a verdict, a pronouncement, a legality, a contract, a something that is already confirmed and permanent and says uh, it must come to pass. You must understand that God is a judge of all. How many people have gone to a court, a courtroom before? When you get to the courtroom, you can present your case to the judge. But the final verdict, the final decision, the final pronouncement, when you hear the judge take his own hammer and hit it and says here is my judgment even the government cannot change that government because when the judge says it it represents the entire government when he says here is my judgment it is a verdict that must be instructed and must be carried out it's not asking for opinions it's not asking for the police force whether they want it or not it's not asking for the presence with authority whether they want it or not it is a verdict and Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 24 says we have come to God the judge of all listen to me people I have a prophetic word from the Lord that the flying scroll of God has been released and listen I did not come here to try to influence or manipulate it I I am a messenger. I am a prophetic voice. Some people wonder if you are a prophetess. Why haven't you told me about my new car? I'm not a prophetess that is after your new car or prophesying about shoes. I shift territories. I shift nations. I shift seasons. I take nations. My prophetic anointing today is to shift your generation and your seed that is not even born. I came here to announce to Toronto I came here to announce to this nation that the God has risen and he has released a verdict you must understand Bible that the scroll carries equal authority as the person that gave the verdict on it. See, in every jurisdiction, in every territory, in every area, there are forces that control. I remember my brother is a minister, is a pastor, and he had flown one day to South Africa, and I'd been telling him, oh, come over, and go see South Africa. So he decided to go see the city. And he got there. And the moment he was landing on his airplane, he had a vision. And a woman came out of the water and said to him, why did you come here? And she was adorned, looked like a queen. And she was challenging is coming because those are the spirit that control that territory. And you see, when those spirits control the territory, you may think that you are here 
and you have nothing to do with the principalities or the powers or the spirits controlling the territories. But the thing about the spirits is they do not stay in their place. They always encroach because they are thieves. And they steal from the people in that jurisdiction. Oh, wow, who am I talking to? I'm going somewhere here. They control the jurisdiction. They control the narrative of the things happening in that area. They control the culture of the people happening in that area. They control the media. They control who has more money, where the money goes. They control the financial systems. They control the economic systems. Can I shock you? Sometimes these forces of darkness control the weather. Oh my, who am I talking to? They decide what happens in a particular area. They control the lifestyle of the people. Have you ever been to a nation or a city and you see that the same thing, somebody came from a different place and when they get into that place, maybe they were on fire. When they get into that city, somehow their fire disappears just like everybody that is there and they lose their fire and nothing was there to encourage them to lose their fire. It is the spirit that is working in that territory. You go to some territories where the spirit of lust is prevalent, you will realize that everyone there is battling with some level of the lost spirit and the spirit of perversion. The young people, while they were just still growing, the enemy hijacks them and introduces lust to them. You go to a spirit, to a territory where another spirit of smoking and wasting of lives, you begin to see it prevalent in the schools. You begin to see it prevalent in every area because those are the spirit controlling that environment you go to another city you can move around if you can and go to another city and you will see the spirit of fear and control operating there I remember a daughter of mine went to China and she said I don't want to go back there because everything there is controlled you have cameras watching you every place you have to tell you how many kids you're going to have that is a controlling spirit working in that territory and some people make the mistake to think that the city is not working for me I'm going to move to another city I tell you you can move to another city if you like but I tell you that is not the solution the solution is for you to change the, the dynamics and change the trajectory of that system and challenge the gods that be I came here with the tongue of fire. I came here with the mantle of a prophet to challenge the spirit working in this territory. I can't tell you the spirit working in this territory. They've been trying to control and to steal. They are thieves. But every thief, the Bible says, Jesus went in the temple and he saw those that were buying and selling and he took a weep and he whipped them out overturned their table and he gave victory God said to announce to somebody every theory every theft every power of darkness that has been stealing your children that has been stealing marriages that has been stealing homes that have been stealing peace I declare in the name of Jesus let there be victory
A scripture just jumped in my head. Nahum chapter 3 and verse 4. It says, because of the multitude of your whoredoms, uh, of the well-favored harlot. Everybody say, because of the multitude of whoredom and well-favored harlots, the mistresses of witchcraft, they sell nations. Did you see that? Nahum chapter 3 and verse 4. They do what? Sell nations. Somebody here, you think, I came here to arrest the thief stealing from you alone. But that don't even matter. Once we shift it from the roots, it's like cutting branches. When you can go to the depths of the tree and uproot it from the root and curse it to the root. The Bible says they sell nations. The mistress of witchcrafts. They sell nations through her whoredom. And they sell families through their witchcraft. Did you see that? Did you see that? Some nations, they've been transacting with nations. And we are here as believers crying for the next job. See, there is a higher realm. Here a Bible says, we Christians, Psalm chapter 2, ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the uttermost part of the earth for your possessions. Why do I need a new shoe when I can get a nation? Hey, I always wonder. I always wonder. Something's got to shift here. When I read in the book of Deuteronomy and the blessings begin to come in 20, chapter 28 and everyone reads that every time. Blessed are you when you go out. Blessed are you when you come in. And in a place there it says you will be the head and not the tail. It says you will lend to nations. Every time I read that I begin to wonder why do I have so many credit cards when God told me that I will be the one to lend to nations. I will not borrow from Canada. Canada will borrow from me. That is our DNA. That is our gene. He and the shaking. That is your sit down. Not even done. Bible says they sell nations and they sell families. Hmm. Book of Revelations, real quick. If you can check it, Revelations chapter 18. Revelations. Let's show you this real quick. I want to show you in the scripture. So you understand what is happening in the realm of the spirit. And the church of God is being distracted with the frivolities. And we leave the main cause. Hand that Everybody said the flying scroll. I'm going to tell you. Revelations chapter 18 and verse 13. Oh my, oh my. Okay, let's start from talking about here 
the woman, the woman there talks about Babylon, how it took the children of God captive and tell down a nation and not just a nation, nations and nations. The revival that God is bringing to Canada, it's not just a revival of people speaking, speaking in tongues. It's also going to be a revival of people taking the driving wheel of the finance and the economy of this nation. We are not, we refuse. Hey, my shady neighbor. We refuse to be on the receiving end. We rule here. We reign here. We dominate here. It's in my DNA. Be fruitful, multiply. Replenish the earth, subdue. Hey, Yadavosh. Revelation chapter 18. Verse 10, let's start from 10 to 13. Talking about Babylon here. Standing afar off for the fear of our torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is your judgment come. Everybody say one hour. When I was going to be here today, I told Apostle, all I need is one hour. Because I want to bring judgment on the Babylonian spirit in this territory. All I need is how long? All I need is one hour to take your children back. To take your grandchildren back. To secure your generation, to secure your finances, to shield this nation. For in one hour is your judgment come. Verse 11, and the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn for her. For no man buyeth a merchandise anymore. The merchandise of gold. See what she sells. See, there is a transaction operating in the spirit realm. And you think money is being transferred or people are rich because they work harder and you do three jobs, four jobs. Even Jesus, the Bible says it. For it is he that giveth the power to get wealth. Said power. That means there is a power. Hey, There is a particular kind of power that gives wealth. Not every kind of power. It gives you power. A transaction. You don't arrive at the top by begging your way. You demand for it. You exploit the enemy. You arrest the thief. Everything on earth has already been given to us. The devil is a thief. And the Bible says we must arrest the thief. Because this city will be a house of prayer. And not a den of robbers. 
I'm going somewhere here. The Bible says a merchandise of gold. Everybody say gold and silver. Precious stones. Say precious stones. Pearls. Fine linen. Purple. These are all symbols in the spirit. I can't go through all the symbols. Purple represents royalty and kings and people that reign. Silk. Somebody say silk. And scarlet. All thine wood. And manner vessels of ivory. And all manner vessels of the most precious wood. And of brass. Talking when you talk about the precious woods in the Bible, it represents uh, 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 taking the real estate. Because houses, you build them. Uh, and it talks about money because everything is gotten from wood or from money. Paper talks about documentation, the legalities. They control it. They are merchandising. Our Bible says, and of wood and brass. Everybody say brass. Iron. And marble. Say Cinnamon. Odors, ointments, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat. Oil represents anointing or release or the spirit controlling the ease. Wheat represents productivity. When you talk about productivity and so when you put wheat in the bread, it magnifies or, or flour, it blows up. That's why you see all your friends that are not serving God. They are blowing up because they are merchandising in the realm of the spirit, in the negative realm. But we are about to change that system and to hijack their purchase and their merchants and command them to be destroyed and take back everything the enemy has stolen. Somebody said beast, sheep, horses, chariots, slaves. See, this is the one that surprises me. It's all good. Sheep, okay. But the devil don't stop there. Slaves and what? They are buying souls. Hey, Yandaboshaka. Babylon buying souls. Babylon buying souls. That is why there has been no revival in this city. Because they have been buying the souls. They've been buying the soul to addiction. They've been buying the soul to lust. They've been buying the soul. But I came here with a different mandate. I came here in a new order. I came here with a different anointing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. And I prophesy that we reclaim the souls in the name of Jesus. Buying souls, buying souls, buying souls. I did not come here to try to claim back your own soul. I came here to mobilize you as part of the army. Going to take back what the devil has stolen from us. The souls represents the wheel, the emotions, and the intellect. See why you, some people are not wheeling. 
when you are talking to them because their wheel has already been bought. Have you ever wondered why people wake up and they just feel depressed in this city? Because the wheels of people have been bought already in the spirit. A demonic exchange has already happened. Have you ever woken up and you don't even have the drive to get up? Because the devil came in the thief in the dead of the night to do a demonic exchange to try to steal your will and your emotions and your intellect. Some people feel like they're just living in a balloon. They can't even understand what is happening to them. They make every day go by and they wake up, go by. Next day, go by. The third day, go by. That has to stop. That has to stop. Your will is recovered. Your mind is recovered. Your emotions is recovered. In the name of Jesus. Now, the spiritual, the spiritual narrative in this region, one of the things the devil, and I'm going to highlight to you in just five minutes or seven minutes, seven territorial spirits controlling this region and we're going to pull them down and by the end of the one hour because we're almost done in the one hour we would have overturned them forever hey! the first one is the spirit of religion Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. People going to church, but not having an experience of God. People going to church, doing everything in church, clapping their hands, but they have no encounter in their spirit. Have we forgotten the book of John says that those that will worship me, let them worship me in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. There's got to be a just balance of the word and the spirit. I don't want just the word. I want the word and the spirit. In spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. It's a spirit of religion. And that's why that same spirit holds people back. Holding on to titles. No power. No experience of God. Hand abortion. I'm going somewhere. Everybody said the flying scroll. <laughs> said the flying scroll. Hey, something's going to happen. I'm going to run through this. Number two thing. The spirit that disintegrates the family. There is an error. We are in this system. The very institution that God ordained in Genesis chapter 2 
when he put man and woman, the enemy is trying to confuse people. Confuse our children. Confuse this generation of the very order of God. But we declare it is not something in the system. It is a spiritual thing. And we go in the spirit and we reclaim our families. Confusion. Representing sexual confusion. Representing men abandoning their responsibility and running away for no just reason is a disintegration of the order of God. Where women do not know their place of submission to their husbands. Hey, Yandabosa, I hope you still like me, babe. I gotta preach my message. I gotta preach my message. Hey, Yandabosa. Where the enemy has bloated the men and bloated the women and made them be in competition instead of complimenting each other. It's an error. It's an error. It's a territorial spirit. It's not oppressive. It's a spirit. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. Children become disobedient to parents. Rebellion is the same spirit. And I, I tell you, it's not just in the biological family system. The enemy has brought it into the very order of God's system. Where people refuse to submit. To spiritual leadership and order. Everybody here. Many people thinking they are puffed up in pride. I hope you still like me after this message here. I gotta preach it out. 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 Where people do not want to be under submission. This one says, I'm gonna do my thing. And that one says, I'm gonna do my thing. When we are supposed to come together and be a formidable force against the advancement of the enemy, where the spiritual authority that has been placed over you, you cannot submit to it. It's an error. And we have spiritual authority. Spiritual parents abusing their children. Spiritual parents that are supposed to build up their children. Stand and withstand them against their survivor. Who am I speaking to? It's an error. In one hour, we will overturn that error. <laughs> if you believe it, say yes. Number three. The chase of vanity. Greed. People think the more they chase money, the more they're going to get. What's the time? Oh, my. Is one hour not over yet? Okay, I'm going to be out of here in a few minutes. <laughs> they chase money. And 
endless vanity chase. It's an error that amounts to poverty. You use your body recklessly, chasing for more, 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 more money. One job, two job, three job. So I can't come to church. I can't worship God because I'm going to do that job. You know what I mean? I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do that. And you use, you abuse your body to the point that now you make that money and that same money is not enough to help you in the time when God, you've abandoned God and when the hordes of hell release against you. It's time for us, church, to wake up and realize the tricks of the devil we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil the bible says whatever is god give unto god and whatever is caesar give to caesar i'm not saying don't work but when you work create the time to serve your god people wake up and say i can't come to church it's cold out there but the next minute they put on their clothes and they run to work who is your god is god your god or your child your God, choose this day who you will serve. I can't, I can't finish this. Death is another epidemic. Addictions and death. People committing suicide. Spiritual starts from a spiritual death. And then it leads to people being frustrated. And many people dying prematurely. In Jesus' name, I stand as God's oracle. And I declare your freedom in the name of Jesus. Another thing the devil uses is diseases. So that you can be dependent on the health system that has been provided in this place. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, ha, ha. So many young people are afflicted. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Many people come to me. Said, I had a dream. And somebody shot me an arrow in the dream. Or shot me a bullet in the dream. And I had a little pain here when I woke up. But I just breathed the bloody Jesus, bloody Jesus, bloody Jesus. And then three months after, they feel pain there. And they go to the doctor. And they diagnosed them with cancer. You think that started from the food you're eating? It came from the spirit. And There are spirits in this territory that is targeting people and releasing sicknesses and diseases. But in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. 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 I command a change. I command a change. I command a change. Somebody say yes. 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 I bind every spirit of cancer. I bind every spirit of heart disease. I bind every spirit of depression. I bind every witchcraft manipulation. I bind every demonic onslaught. In the name of Jesus.
I'm about to go now. I'm about to go now. Let me tie this up in a minute. God has already given us the victory. But he needs us to agree with him. Why am I here today? Why am I here today? God has already given us victory in this land. But the Lord needs a voice. The Lord needs a prophet. The Lord needs somebody to prophesy. The Lord needs somebody to execute. Can I tell you something? It is illegal for God to operate in this realm without the agreement of a man. He bound himself already. Why has God not healed everybody on the streets? Because God does not do things until we call him and he responds. You are the executor of the will and the word of God. Zechariah chapter 5 and verse 1 where we started with. Then I turned and I lifted up my eyes and looked and behold a flying scroll. I told you a scroll represents a verdict. Somebody listen to me. The scroll is not a suggestion. It is a pronouncement. And this particular scroll has been released to this region. And this scroll that has been released to this region is not a stationary scroll. It's a flying scroll. It's a scroll that is moving. It's a scroll that is moving. Hey, yeah, and he said to me, what's here thou? And I said, I see a flying scroll. The length is 20 cubits. Length about 15, 30 feet by 15 feet. When you're thinking of a scroll, you think about something small. But God says the kind of scroll that I have released is about the size of this stage. 30 feet by 15 feet. And the Bible says this is what the scroll is going to do. He says this scroll goes over the face of the earth with a curse for everyone that steals. God says it's time he has released a scroll and that scroll is flying and is going to land in the house of them that steal. If there be any principality or any powers of darkness that are stolen from you, the verdict of God is about to be released and you you are going to recover everything that the devil has stolen. The scroll is flying. The scroll is flying. The scroll is flying. Hear your devotion. The Bible says on one side of the scroll, it says a curse will be released in the house of the thief. And in the other side of the scroll, it says those that swear deceitfully in the name of the Lord, the spirit of religion. It said a curse is released upon them. Listen, the curse there represents a penalty. The curse there represents a judgment. The curse there represents a verdict from God. God said to announce 
to your spirit of religion. You thieves that have been stealing from this territory for so long. The Lord has released his scroll into this environment. And that scroll is flying. And we arrest every thief. We arrest every thief. We arrest every thief. Give us our children. Give us our children. Give us the gold. Give us the silver. Give us the souls of men. Give it to us. Somebody say yes. Say yes. Say yes. I'm almost done here. The Bible says, and this scroll will go everywhere. This curse, this judgment, and where it will land, Verse 4, it will rest, it will enter the house of the thief. 